Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host and bestie. Welcome to the Pod Lab, Catherine. we got a perk up buttercup. It is 4.30 in the afternoon and we never record this late. Really? No, not, not usually. Not usually. But here we are, episode 146, mm. and this is going to be a fun one. Yeah. We're talking mm. about the problem with recycling plastic. Yeah. Who knew? I didn't know. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, I keep, you know, seeing these these things pop up that say that it's not worth your while to recycle, you know, the liquid containers and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, you know, let's look into this. And then actually D... Oh, okay, sure. We were in casual conversation about it, and I was telling her how I was separating my stuff, and she's like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to do that. It's really not worth your while. I'm just telling you, she said. And she sent me a link, and I knew I was going to look into it, and I finally did, and I was like, yeah, okay. All right. Well, we're going to talk about it today, my friends, and we're going to talk about what is the problem, why we don't stop using plastic, And how does this new information change our perspective and or our behavior? So what is it? Why and how? Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, as always, we're going to have an inspirational close. We're going to share a little scripture and we have a call to action. We also have sponsors of the podcast. Catherine, tell tell our listeners more about sponsoring the Life Happens Life Anyway podcast. Well, I just think that everybody that listens needs to sponsor. I agree (laughs) with that. (laughs) No, in all seriousness, our sponsors, we're very grateful for them. Yes. They contribute $5 a month. It's automatic. It's easy. They could do it by getting Tracy's email or they can Google you, tracydegraff.com, and follow the information. It's super simple. If I can do it, you all can do it. And anyway, it helps us move this podcast forward. There are things that are kind of costly. Putting the podcast on, for example, using the platform that we use costs money. And we need education and new equipment. So so that's what we need the sponsors for. Yeah. And it's, uh, as you said, it's only $5 a month. And I just had Olivia, who helps me with my website. Mm-hmm. She just added the, the actual Patreon link as oh. a tab underneath Listen Now on my website. Oh, good. So if you go to my website, tracydegraff.com, you'll see Listen Now, and that's the podcast tab. Mm-hmm. And under there, there's a little support like Patreon link that takes you right to the Patreon page. Easy peasy. It is. So thank you to all of our sponsors. And yes. let's roll out this problem with plastic. Mm-hmm. So what's the problem? The problem is it's too expensive for the industry to recycle it. Yes. Right? That's the bottom line. You we, know what? That is the bottom line. It really okay, is. Okay, well, you've been listening to the Life <laughs> yeah. Happens. We're done. Yeah. Mic drop. No, recycling plastic doesn't make uh, economic sense. There are too many different kinds of plastic. There's hundreds of them. And it's too difficult to melt them down and to separate them. Uh, they have to be sorted out. Certain plastics can't be recycled. And I didn't know this. Some plastics, they can only be recycled once or twice because they just break down. They get thinner or, you know, or whatever. There's chemicals involved. Is that why the um, plastic bottles like fall over? (laughs) And they're so thin that when you take the cap off and you try to hold it in your hand, it collapses? I don't think so. I think it's just a matter of what type of plastic they use and how thin they make it. But I don't, because they're not using 
the plastic more than once anyway. Okay. So that's why. I had not even thought about the fact that different colored plastics uh, cannot (laughs) be like mixed, you know. Uh, oh my gosh. Because one, one person went on and on about that when I was researching for today. And this lady said, you know, if you have a blue bottle and then you have an orange bottle, so like you have Purex detergent and, and then you have Tide. Tide detergent, guess what? You can't mix those two plastics because they're two different colors. Okay. And all the stuff that I looked at, I, I didn't see that or hear that. Yeah. That's news to me. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Yes. Every time I look into something, there's something else to be said. Because this thing about the the laundry containers, the mm-hmm. liquid laundry containers, mm-hmm. I thought you have to rinse it out in order for it to be recycled. So I've been doing that. I, in fact, I rinse everything. I feel, you know, I feel good about that. I feel good. But n- now I'm reading. It just depends on what you're reading. Some of the uh, literature says... No, 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 don't rinse it out because some recycling places, they want to have that in there. It actually helps with the cleaning. What I, I've just, it's been all over the board. Yeah, I, I think that's leave it. probably part of the big problem is that it, it is all over the board. Yeah. And nobody has really stepped into a role to say, this is the way we're going to do it. And I think that's the reason right. that they haven't done it is because it can't be done. It can't be done. It's cheaper just to make another bottle. That's it. So that was the next bullet point. It mm-hmm. is cheaper to make new plastic. They right. make it from oil and gas. It's much, much cheaper for them to do it. And it's a big industry. Another reason um, that it's a problem. Well, I said it already. You can't recycle the same plastic more than once or twice. Also, the ad campaigns that began in the 1980s <laughs> were a big deal. Do you remember the one... They didn't show it in um, this documentary that I was watching, but I remember it from, I don't know, it was 80s or 90s, and it's real dramatic, and it's, it's promoting plastics, and it shows the IV bag for, you know, your loved one that is hooked up to the IV, and oh. how important it is oh. to have that IV bag oh. that's plastic. Yes. <laughs> it's a so, lifeline. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, you know, it's funny, this is kind of off subject. I was also thinking about It's a Wonderful Life. And the love right. interest of Mary. Well, yeah. she doesn't really love him, but I forget his name. He kind of likes her, yeah. but he goes off to New York and he calls um, Mary. He, it's it, Sam Wainwright. Sam Wainwright. Oh, yes. His name was. Yes. 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 And he calls her from New York and he's like, hey, I'm, and George. Right. And he says, I'm in the plastics business. It's going to be big. And they were right because yeah. it was after World War II yeah. that plastic became a really big deal. Yeah, that is when it became. Now, boom. okay, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. And stop me if you are going to address this later. But I was shocked to learn that in just 2017, China quit buying yes. our garbage. Yes. That's when they stopped. Well, that's when they um, started the ban and then 2018 completely stopped. Do you know that they took up like they we tr- I didn't know that plastic was even traded. OK, so it's like a I didn't commodity. either. I didn't either. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, it's resold. Brokers buy it. Then most of the U.S so-called recycled stuff goes overseas right most of it to asia well then and china was taking and or consumed and traded whatever more than half of the plastic in the world well now it's less in just two years it became less than one 
10%. So, and that's because they put the ban on. When China wants something done, I swear, they get it done. Okay, well, here's the problem. Mm -hmm. You've got all the garbage is going to China because Mm -hmm. they're buying it. Mm -hmm. And then they they get their free labor or whatever, or they pay people two cents or whatever it is, (laughs) right, to sort it. And then they grind it up and they make it into something. Then they sell it back to the U.S. in the form of a little pellet or whatever that they can make something out of. Yeah. Okay. Now, that whole scheme is going, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, they put the brakes on. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Stop. Where does all of that plastic go? Okay. So then it goes to other third world countries. Right. Indonesia. And developing nations. Yep. Why? Thailand. Why? Because they're desperate. Yeah. Because they need industry. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, we'll be your plastic industry. But the problem there is it also goes to landfills and or nature. It's just laying around in nature. Yeah. And they can't do anything with it. It's a huge problem. Did you hear about those big like catches that are in the Pacific Ocean and in different areas? I did. Isn't that something? It's yes. like like a whirlpool or something. It's yeah. it's like the way that the natural ocean swirls around, mm-hmm. all the plastic sort of lands in one little area. Yeah. But here's it's, the good news about that. I think could, it's great news. I think it's the it. Lord who's saying, <laughs> "All right, you idiots." <laughs> I knew this was going to happen because I'm God. And yeah. I knew you were going to love your plastic. And you can't live without it. You're going to ruin my creation. So guess what? I'm going to create a little vortex here, here, and here. And all you have to do is go pick it up. Well, I watched a video of this young guy who was into it, like mm-hmm. into the science. And he went out there with two giant boats and put a big net that had all kinds of engineering around it so the fish could swim under it and through it and all that. And it collected all of the plastic. Mm -hmm. And then one boat went in front of the other boat and all the plastic then was collected so that they could deal with it. It sounds easy, but what I... I don't know. It's not just in those spots, though. It's, It's, you know, it is a big problem. They're not just collecting in those specific spots. So it's... It's still a big problem. 100% it is. You know, I keep seeing things on Shark Tank. You know, I love Shark Tank. Yes. And there's always entrepreneurs that come on that are trying to solve the plastic problem. You know, straws, uh, innovative ways to, you know, have a recycled straw. Mm -hmm. Well, even better than that, where they can be condensed. I have one. Guess what? I can't find it. (laughs) In other ways, even underwear. I saw a company that was started up because even cotton underwear doesn't break down fast enough and they gave a number of like how much underwear is actually disposed of per year and how much is bought and then they had really soft underwear that was made out of recycled like plastic wow yeah see now back in my grandma's day i remember my grandmother who was born in like 1915 or something like that she would tell us stories about how her mom would sew underwear out of flower sacks. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the flower would come in a cotton sack. Right. And then you would reuse that and make stuff out of it. Yeah. Like underwear. Well, we can, don't do that anymore. Can you imagine today? Like, come here, kids. I'm going <laughs> to put a potato, itchy potato sack on you. Oops. I meant to say the flower sack. <laughs> We're going to wear this to school. Oh, man. (laughs) It's flower sack day. Well, in our potatoes now, they come in that netting, you know? I know. (laughs) 
I know, but okay, but think about it. That's yeah. not very long ago. I mean, I'm remembering it. I'm, I mean, I know I'm older. I'm 57. That's not ancient. But it's just my grandmother's generation yeah. remembers mm-hmm. using and reusing everything. And even in our own yeah. generation, think back to yourself in the 80s and the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. For, for me, it was glass bottles. I mean, my, oh, yeah. my mother would mm-hmm. buy like Coke or whatever in glass bottles, like the vintagey looking Cokes and stuff. But guess what, friends? You would take your bottles back to the grocery store yep. the next week. Yep. Why? Mm-hmm. Because you paid a deposit on the bottle. Right. And then you would get that money back when you bring the bottle back. Yeah, I remember those days. And then the bottle would go back to the manufacturer mm-hmm. and they would recycle the bottle. It would even tell you in each state the different amount, like 10 cents or whatever it would be. That you're paying. That you're that you're getting paid back. Right. Because yeah. your your price mm-hmm. of that Pepsi, you're paying for the bottle. And guess what? If you don't bring it back, fine. Yeah. You just bought yourself a bottle. I, you know, it's funny. Now, I didn't even think about this when I was researching, but I'm reminded of when I was growing up, my dad had a lot of beer cans. Okay. <laughs> and so, but he had a can crusher. Uh-huh. And so down in his workshop, all the cans that were crushed, they'd accumulate. And then my mom would haul them down to Joliet to the recycle aluminum recycle place. Yes. And that, you know, that was her way of having like little milk money. Right. You know, extra money, play money or whatever. And it was a big deal recycling like that all the time. Seriously. <laughs> I remember living. Some you, of it was pop cans. Sorry. Well, okay. So like we were in the, in the boonies, right? Mm-hmm. De- Depew, Illinois is where I grew up and just a lot of small towns and stuff. And I remember this one property that was, I think the next town over, but they had mountains of these crushed aluminum cans in mm-hmm. their yard. Oh. And we thought they were rich. Oh. We were like, look at that. That's a, that's a fortune. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No. But this was not that long ago, my friends. Yeah. And we're, and we're talking about now here we are in 2023. Do you recycle your aluminum cans? I do. Okay, really? But what? how do you yeah. do it? You put it in the recycling bin, right? Yeah. Well, guess, oh, guess right. where it I goes. Don't, right. I don't go down to the place where they reimburse you or give you money. No, I don't do that. Well, I don't think yeah. those cans are really being recycled. That's oh, the I think problem. they are. The, the aluminum, the metals, <clears throat> and paper, the paper, and there was something else I had said. Oh, glass. That does get recycled. Because it's easier. And it gets recycled here in the U.S. Okay, but here's the problem with that. I believe. The problem with it is you always need a market then. You need somebody that's going to buy that aluminum. Right. You need someone who's going to buy that paper. And if that market dries up, guess what? Because mm-hmm. I, I watched another guy talking about his paper <laughs> recycling business and it all dried up because there was nobody buying the paper. Hmm. Yeah. I'm surprised because well, we use paper like crazy. I mean, paper. It's a delicate ecosystem. Yeah. You know, it's the, true. The whole thing. Okay. okay so. Anything else about the problem? Yes, yes, yes. All right. Keep The going. plastic industry has lied to us about recycling. They surprise, say. Surprise. Well, yeah. Okay. So that's a problem. All right. Here's a big problem. Wait. They say what? The plastic industry. Well, they say that they're recycling and they're not. There's, They are pushing the idea that we're we're all involved we're all collectively together recycling and that is not the truth they knew from the beginning that it was not going to be possible to actually recycle all this plastic because of so the they science lied. of it yeah because of the money <laughs> right well 
because yes. because of yes because of the amount of money that would have to be spent mm-hmm. in order to reuse this stuff exactly another problem the recycle symbols started showing up on all the containers they were um, on initially like the um, two liter pop bottles mm-hmm. and the milk jugs because those they can reuse um, I think even you know more than once or twice it's recyclable but and this is a long drawn out story but then um quietly like under the table in washington they passed this or they they started to lobby for almost 40 states to mandate the symbol even if there was no way to economically recycle (laughs) the product so this is going on hush hush right Meanwhile, those ads are going all over. There's the Indian, which really, if you remember the commercial okay, with the I'm, Indian. I'm sorry, but that was powerful. That was powerful. It was. And guess what? He wasn't a really an Indian. He was an Italian man dressed up as <laughs> an Indian. And he's got a tear well, because of the land. Me. Yes. And his tear looked real. Yes. Yeah. And he was in his little canoe and he's paddling away and there's all kinds of garbage. On the shore. And then somebody drives by him at the end and they toss their McDonald's out the out window. At his feet. Yeah. Yeah. At his feet. And he looks, Why? he's got this tear. Oh, it's making me tear up right now. She's gas. so dramatic. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> and how about those kids in the in the commercial about recycling and they've got the helmets, you know, plastic helmet to protect their precious heads. Oh yes. And <laughs> we must have plastic. <laughs> well, okay. We'll pause for one second. Just look around this room at all the plastic in this room. Yeah. Well, you know, if you know. Oh yeah. Where? Look at all the plastic right here. There's plastic. Oh, I, yeah. There's plastic here. I know. There's pla- this thing has got some plastic in it somewhere. You know what else is hard to kind of get to be absorbed into the land? Leather. Leather's really hard to Is it? Yeah. Take it. This I carpet, love leather. I'll bet you this carpet has plastic in it. Oh, I'm sure. Did I didn't realize that polyester has plastic in it. Yeah. Mhm. That's so, why you sweat so much in it. Oh. I wonder. My bra has plastic hey, in it. I got a plastic margarine bra. has plastic in it. <laughs> We're eating the plastic. I don't eat margarine, so. Do you know, I, I used to not know that there was a difference between butter and margarine. I I was raised up on margarine. Oh. Well, when you were a kid, you mean? Yeah. That's when you didn't know. It wasn't when you were an adult, right? <laughs> Just move on. <laughs> Just move Come on. Come on now. I Just move clarify. On. No, I didn't. Of course I knew what it was. <laughs> of course. Okay. Jeez. Oh, God. All right. Here's a big problem. I know how to get the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, yeah. We're starting to record and Ron behind the door was telling Adam that mom really knows how to get the flavor. Yeah. Because I made beef stew yes. today. Yeah. And I didn't tell, I'm going to tell our audience this since we're on a sidebar. So I made this beef stew and I used the Pioneer Woman's uh, recipe and mm-hmm. it called for, what did I call them? Turnips. Turnips. I've never used a turnip in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that cooks out there know <laughs> what turnips are. And I wasn't going to put it in because I'm like, I don't even know what it is. Yeah. But I, I was at the grocery store and I saw it and I went, oh, looks scary. But then um, <laughs> I picked it up and I smelled it and I'm like, it smells like dirt. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Remember what that comedian said about it? Oh, what was his name? John, John Panette. Yeah, yeah. And he said, "My sister told me to bring a turnip to Thanksgiving." And he's like, "Well, I know now why it was under the ground because God wanted to hide it." <laughs> so awful. It's so true. But I was thinking of John Panette, who God rest his soul, I loved yeah. him. He was a fantastic comedian. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
I thought of his bit when I picked up these two turnips yeah. that, that looked like, I don't know. Roots. Like, oh, disgusting. Yeah. And then the smell of them. So I peeled them up and I chopped them up and I thought, well, we'll just cook it in the stew. And they actually are delicious. Yeah. Because they're surrounded with flavor. <laughs> right. Like butter. Yeah. <laughs> and garlic and onions. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, finally, the last reason, and it's a big one, why it, this whole recycling the plastic is a problem. The oil industry, the oil and plastic, their job is to sell as much oil as they possibly can. Right. So that means then that recycled plastic is a competitor. So why would they promote that? Why would they really promote? They pretend like they promote it. But it's a competitor for them because they have to sell as much oil as they can to make the plastic. So there. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. And the policies. It always is. Honestly, it is. The policies that are in place. And one of the things I know we're going to talk about next, um, how to stop using it, which is pretty much impossible. But one of the one of the big problems that we have here is that the problem is so big because people are using plastic. Plastic is everywhere. Mm, plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> you should get that. <laughs> Just get that little lift. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, there's there's plastic everywhere and we're using it every single day. Yeah. And so, yeah. to oh, and like even I got to admit, when they came out with the laws about we're taking away your plastic bags, mm-hmm. right? Certain areas, even in the Chicago area, there are certain suburbs that they outlawed plastic bags mm-hmm. or plastic straws. Mm-hmm. I was like, they're taking this too far. Yeah. I kind of thought I, that when you go to the zoo, you're like, where the heck is the straw? <laughs> They give you. A, I can't drink this like a normal human being. They I need give a you straw. a paper straw. <laughs> oh, I hate those. Right, because they dissolve. Okay, I I was kind of on the sideline of is this really that big of a problem that we can't use plastic straws? But but now that I've researched all this, mm-hmm. I can see where. Yeah. You know what? We really do need to be doing something. I yeah. don't think we need to be going crazy. But it probably is a good idea for us to use our own bags as much as we can or just use paper bags. Yeah. Well, Goodwill forces us to use our I would think bags. that if you were a retailer, you know, mm-hmm. and you just say, guess what? Like um, our, one of our favorite um, places just stopped using bags altogether. Eco Chic in uh, yeah. Dyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got some printed bags mm-hmm. printed up and you can buy them mm-hmm. for, I think, a, a small fee. And then you can reuse it. I think that's a great idea. I think it would be fantastic for retailers to do that sort of a thing. Yeah, I guess so. I, the reason I hesitate is because even those end up being tossed or where, where do they go? They do. We don't really use them over and over. Well, that's up to the person. Yeah. But I would think for a retailer, it would save them money. Well, yeah. Yeah. It, so it saves them money mm-hmm. and then they don't have to fuss with the bags, mm-hmm. you know, or, or they could just do like they do it. Well, that's the same thing they do at Goodwill. They offer yeah. you bags for sale. Right. Aldi's been doing it for years. They sure have. I mm-hmm. love Aldi. Yeah. But I now, Aldi. but I mean, they use a lot of paper. They don't use plastic bags. They use paper, which I like anyway. And it keeps everything nice and straight. And I use those bags over and over. The paper ones I use over and over because they have the handles. I love their paper bags. And I'll bet you those paper bags dissolve eventually. Yeah. I mean, they're paper. And the plastic bags don't. Yeah. They stay around for 100 years or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Wait. What? 
the hundred the plastic plastic bags oh. they stay they stay around a long time a whole yeah. lot longer than a paper bag does yeah. right yeah that's true you know before i came here and while i was doing the research i i have a place in my cabinet where i have all plastic bags to reuse them for whatever mm-hmm. and i was looking at the bottom of them so like i've had menards i have lowe's i have um ace hardware and our local grocery store burkots mm-hmm. and all that Every bag had that chasing arrow symbol. symbol within the triangle and then a number. It all said recyclable, but from what we've learned, I'm assuming you learned the same thing, it doesn't mean they're recyclable. In fact, Mm-mm. plastic bags out of everything is not recyclable. It gets stuck in the machine and it kind of tear. They have to stop production. And even on our pickup service that we have, the recycling can, I'm always like... I get so mad at the family when they disobey what it says on there. I read everything and it says no plastic bags, no hangers, so I don't put them in. Right. But, you know, the rest of the family just shoves it in there. And no pizza boxes with the grease on it, they yeah. say, you know, so I don't do that either. But anyway, um, now I forgot where I was going with well, that. Well, wait, before you move on to the next thing, I want to say something about plastic grocery bags, right? The mm-hmm. double-handed bags. There was a group that did an undercover study. It was like a news organization and they wanted to see what happens to these bags when they go to like these big retail drop-off areas. Yeah. So Target, mm. Walmart, like they have big areas where, hey, you bring us all your plastic bags and we'll recycle them for you. Yeah, what does happen? Guess what? Well, they put little trackers in like bundles of these bags okay that were not detectable but and then they tracked them mm-hmm. well they didn't go to recycling they, i didn't think so some of them just went to like an incinerator others just stayed at the place where they dropped them off Gosh. and just were going nowhere mm-hmm. some of them ended up across the pond you know Ugh. i like what i think it was vicky at church got us started oh, on right. yes. saving them for plarning yes and then making them into blankets for the homeless and they are there's they're really neat. And you can see where one could actually have some cushion and protection from the ground. But yeah, the planning process of weaving them together and making them into beds was a really good idea. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of a plarned, I, I guess, is it is it called planning? Oh, it's plastic plus yarn is what it's, that's why they call it okay. planning. And it's basically just a mat, like a thick mat that would get you off the ground type Mm -hmm. of a thing. So for camping or if you're, you know, permanently camping, (laughs) I don't know how to say it, whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, it was when we were doing it, it was so that we could hand them out to the homeless. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So moving on to Mm -hmm. why don't we stop using plastic? Well, we kind of already answered it. It's hugely profitable. The oil industry makes more than $400 billion a year yeah. in their sales. And as demand for oil in car, cars and trucks declines, the industry is telling shareholders that future profits will increasingly come from plastic. Yeah. So that's the number one reason. It's profitable. It's that's profitable. Why. Also, it really does protect food really well. I mean, it's not going to break when you drop it. Yeah. So, um, so those are... It's know, convenient. It's convenient. Mm-hmm. And we do a lot more of the on-the-go type of life now than what we did before. Like, we don't have that many meals at home, home-cooked meals. There aren't too many people out there making beef stew with their turnips, you know? <laughs> um, 
it, when I was a kid, we ate at home every day. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure you did too. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't have fast food, but no. once in a great while. Yeah. Right. So there was no need for all this disposable stuff. Right. And you know, just, it's so crazy. I mean, there's more people in the world. They're living longer too. And we're using more and more plastic and it's going to increase. I, I had the numbers of where we were in 1950. Oh, 2 million tons of plastic. And then um, just 30 years later, I think it was, it was 190 times more to 381 million tons. Oh, in 2015. That's exceptional amount of plastic. And mm. we're just going to keep increasing. Mm. So it it is an issue. When you think about like strawberries and fruits and berries, they used to come in cardboard in the grocery stores. Right. They're always in plastic now. Yeah. Almost always. And I they mean, have that little diaper underneath them that yes. kind of gets the mold away. Yeah. And then they have the little plastic saran wrap or whatever it is above yeah. that. Or sometimes it'll have a lid. Everything is in plastic. Everything. Yeah, I was at the grocery store today, you know, I, after I was done buying my turnips. <laughs> I went to the section of the grocery store where they have the convenience items. They have fruit already sliced and diced for you in individual bowls yep. that are plastic. And they're, they're gorgeous. Yep. They're beautiful mm-hmm. to look at. I know. And wonderful to bring home. And it's all done for you. And none of those containers are recyclable. According to this thing that I watched, yeah. even though it says underneath recyclable, they can't. So actually, all that plastic, they are kind of contained and bundled up and bailed, just sitting at different places, recyclable places that they cannot do anything with it. I don't know what they're... I, I, I Well, I think they, under the table, they're sending it over to Asia. It's getting, you know, they burn it. They do whatever. But they they don't recycle that. They can't. Yeah, my mother-in-law shared with me that in the villages where she lives in Florida, they started a recycling program, but guess what? It was too costly to do it. Mm-hmm. So then they ended up buying a big incinerator and they just burn everything. Wow. They burn it all. Yikes. Then you're breathing that in. I don't know how they deal with the smoke and all that, yeah. but that's what they do. Sheesh. Now, my cousin told me, so he's a truck driver and he sometimes picks up loads mm-hmm. from like the Chicago area mm-hmm. over into the real rural areas in Indiana. He told me that a lot of that garbage, it's taken to some place there in Indiana and they do sort it. They sort like even in the inside of a junk car, the foam that's inside of the door mm-hmm. gets sorted one way. Silver is sometimes in things and it'll get sorted. And like every, he told me every single thing that's in the garbage goes through these machines and it's all sorted and divided up. And he's like, it's it's really something. So I thought that that meant that all the plastic was usable. Now he told me this. I don't know, a couple of years ago. Now, I'll think about that, what he had said. And I'm pretty sure he meant the metals are being used, yeah. you know. And Especially those- since China cut us off with what they're doing. Yeah. Because prior to 2017, when China was like, no more of your garbage USA, we're, not, we're just not going to take it anymore, right? So before that, if, okay, fine. If they're recycling the metals and the glass and whatever in the U.S. and they could do that, but if they can ship off all the plastic to China mm-hmm. and deal with the problem that way, that's what they were doing. And nobody yeah. cares because nobody knows. Exactly. All right. 
And there was something I was learning too, that the wealthy countries like the US, when we're being told we're buying into these commercials. And so it's to stop the fear that was growing about the plastic because people were getting really concerned about the plastic. So then they pushed these ads. Oh, no, 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 no. Plastic's good. And we're recycling. So no, it's okay to keep buying the plastic. Well, if they found out what was really happening, you know, sending it off, it's not really getting recycled. And, right. and um, it was going to be catastrophic. But now it's, it's kind of out. I don't know how many people <laughs> listen to our podcast, but hey, I, this could go viral. This one right here. Wouldn't it be great? <laughs> Come on, you people. <laughs> yeah. Share it far and wide. Yeah. Everybody anyway. needs to know about the plastics. Yeah. All right. But, anything else about why we don't stop using it? No, those were the... You know, honestly, the problem and why we don't stop using it are kind of tied together because initially we said mm-hmm. the problem is it's too expensive to recycle it. And it's also too profitable to use plastic. So plastic is an industry that makes a bunch of money. Exactly. So it's money. Yep. Oh, I watched this one guy. His business was to um, collect uh, hangers. Oh. The plastic uh, hangers. He made like a billion dollar business out of it. Yeah, I think I may have seen that. Was he foreign? Yes, he yeah, was. Yeah, he was I Indian, mm-hmm. and he he basically was showing all these hangers. They had only been used one time. One time, yeah. So like at a retail store mm-hmm. where they just dispose of them. You would, I thought, I did too. Hundred percent. I thought when you go and buy something, say at Kohl's, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe the Kohl's does recycle the hangers, but I thought they certainly put them put put them in the back room and just reuse them. I thought that too. They don't. And I always wonder too, when, like when you're checking out, like even, I don't know, even Meyer, and they'll say, you want the hanger? And I, I think, well, no, because I think I'm doing my part. Right. They can letting use them, it. They can use it. No, no, is, no, they don't. No. I know. It's crazy. And, and you know what he said? The reason that they don't is because it's cheaper just to let it go rather wow. than to, I cannot wrap my head around it's that. so bad. We are such a wasteful country. Holy cow. That really doesn't make sense. There's no way it's cheaper for them to buy another hanger. There's it no way. It has to be. How can that be? If, because, because that, well, if you think about it, they have to store it. If they, if they save it to be recycled and reused, they have to store it. They have to, well, if they're going to recycle, oh, you mean to recycle at the store. I'm saying use those hangers yeah. for the new clothes that are coming in. Yeah. Take that little bin of hangers to the back room. When you get the new stuff coming in, put it on the on that hanger. I don't know. But they, I'm sure they've got it figured out down to a science. Yeah, for the money part of for it. For the money part, right. All right. So we're doomed. Now what? Crazy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Anything else you want to share about why we can't stop using it? Plastic? No, that's, I mean, those, <laughs> those reasons were big enough. All right, right. So let's move to how does this new information change our perspective and possibly our behavior? What say you? Well, it changed mine enormously. I love recycling and I'm... Uh, you know, I spend a lot of time running hot water, <laughs> rinsing Just, out these things. Yeah. And I, I rinse out, like, say, a jelly jar or whatever. It takes a lot of hot water to rinse that out. Yeah. Um, And laundry little tubs and things like that. And I, I even buy the extra laundry stuff, like the boosters, the whitener boosters, and they're in plastic. Yeah. And, um, so what are you going to do different, though, now? Like, how, right. you going to just so, throw it all away? Oh, well, I'm still going to buy it. 
because I want it. Well, you have to. <laughs> Maybe I can find the cardboard box ones and use because they borax comes in um, in cardboard. Maybe I'll use that instead instead of the OxyClean, which comes in a little plastic tub. But I don't think that I'll recycle those packaging things that come in. I recycle all of that. Like packaging, meaning like when your your grapes come in the right. little thing and your yeah, strawberries. Yeah, throw that away now. I'll throw it away now. I won't yeah. bother rinsing it and wasting water. I will still, I recycle all the tuna cans, all the, you know, canned vegetable stuff. But as far as, I, I don't know, as far as the laundry things, I get, you know, I maybe I'll try to use the powders instead of the liquid containers because the powders yeah. come in cardboard yeah i used it years ago i used to use the powder you know i've heard of a company that they send you it's they they talk about this problem with Mm -hmm. the plastic and the recycling and all of that and they send you basically it's a concentrated almost like a flat paper like substance that has the um laundry detergent in it Mm -hmm. and you throw that in with your clothes and it all dissolves Mm mm-hmm I mean, that might be worth a look into, like look into it to see how much would it cost and how, you know, is it easy to manage and does it work? Yeah. Or I might even do what, um, rem- remember Lisa Brown made her own oh, yeah. uh, laundry detergent. Yeah. And I, I remember thinking, oh, I might try that. <laughs> of course I never did, but ask her. I'm, I might do that. You yeah. know, okay. It's worth trial and error mm-hmm. because get, get, just try it mm-hmm. and see if it works because if it does you're going to be washing clothes for a long time you know mm-hmm. you, you wash clothes every single week yeah, and if you can every day if you can save money as well as save the packaging mm-hmm. you know that that might be really worth it yeah yeah and i just want to say too like i was all proud of recycling when we got in this house i bought a, a garbage can that's divided <laughs> that's and all the recycled did. stuff goes on and i you know i think it's like every day or every other day i say to kenny can you take this out with you and then he leaves it by the door for me to put back in <laughs> oh i just feel so deflated it's it's tough because you want to do you want to do your part you want to help yeah you know you want to be a part of the good in yeah. the world right mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I get it. That's difficult. Well, so what say you? Uh, for me, you? I actually have been thinking about water because we drink a lot of water. Yeah. I, I typically drink around four bottles of water a day. Mm-hmm. And like I fill up this thing twice. I'm, I'm referring to my big jug that I have here. Mm-hmm. And it takes about two bottles of water. Well, I buy the plastic, um, you know, water, individual bottles 16 ounces Mm -hmm. or whatever it is of water and we don't have good tap water so I've been thinking about looking into either a filtration system so that we can just drink our tap water or getting like a Hinkley Schmidt uh delivery Mm -hmm. something like that yeah we we don't buy bottles of water anymore only if um sometimes if I'm having like a lot of people over I might but even then I try to enforce just go to the refrigerator because our um refrigerator dispenser water thing it tastes it tastes great so we use that now so Mm -hmm. I do feel better about that um but yeah and then sometimes if I go through a drive-through and I want to coffee i'll sometimes ask for a bottle of water at that point too so well that's that's not too bad yeah you know so so i think that 
anything that we can do to think of ways that we can individually feel good about ourselves as well as we're doing at least something because it's a big ship to try to turn around and it's actually I think it's it's going to change when the public demands that it be changed right to the industry yeah and the industry will will respond eventually yeah i don't think there it's have, gonna be right away no it's gonna take it's gonna be like a real crisis yeah like oh my gosh we have this real big problem uh, yeah there have been people that have pushed and pushed and pushed for change and they're up there like this one guy in the recycle business who said okay i will recycle for the people uh milk bottle you know milk jugs and the two liter bottles but then he was finding more and more stuff and then realized oh that's because the people thought this other stuff was recyclable because of the marking on the right, bottom of it. Right. And anyway, he's the guy that, um, at least I believe he was the one that speared this whole campaign against the big plastic people. Yeah. So I don't think it's all bad news, though. I really do think that, you know, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Do you remember when we, we never had water bottles before? No. We just drank from the tap. Whether it what? tasted good or not. Nobody cared. You just drank the water. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't like our, we had well water and it was, ugh, it was awful. I didn't like it, but I, I drank it because I was thirsty. <laughs> right. We drank from the hose. I did too. All summer. Yeah. But I do remember my dad saying, don't drink from the hose. And that was in the seventies. You know what? If you were really thirsty and you were hot and you were outside because that's where we spent our summers, friends, yeah. because we didn't have, you know, digital anything. Mm-hmm. We were outside mm-hmm. and you turned that hose on and you it first you doused it over your head. Yes. Then you took a big, long, cold drink of it. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing ever. Right. You could taste the iron. <laughs> yeah. Or do you remember pumps that you Oh, could, yeah. You My could, grandparents had one. And did you ever do this? Oh, yeah. Cup your hands mm-hmm. and just slurp like a, like a animal out <laughs> <laughs> of a pump. Yes. You know? Yes. I mean. Although, you know, yeah. Those things. Oh, oh! I got to tell you something. So I'm listening to this um, public broadcasting YouTube video about all about plastic, right? Yeah. And then it's over and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, we're doomed. We're going to die. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and then it leads right into, it's just like those crime shows that they take it right to the oh, next yeah. one. Mm-hmm. So it leads right into chicken. The problem with chicken. Oh no. <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> stop. I can't have water. I can't have any chicken. <laughs> Oh, we can't play football. Oh, it's terrible. Life is so bad. We're all, we're, you know what? We're all hurting each other. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. I had oh, to turn gosh. it off. Yeah. Okay. Are we done with all that now? Yeah. Are we ready yeah, for our so inspirational? Let's go. <laughs> How do we inspire people now that we just said we're doomed? We're all hurting each other. <laughs> hey, we just tell the truth. Okay. Here at the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. That, that is our mantra, Catherine. Yeah. Plastic happens. Laugh anyway. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the scripture. I'm put on my plastic smile. That's right. This comes from Genesis, the very first book of the old yes. Bible. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 says this, The Lord God then took the man and settled them in the Garden of Eden to cultivate and care for it. God, how can it be more clear than that? Right. God created us in his image Mm -hmm. and he put us in his world that that he he created. He said, take care of it. Mm -hmm. Cultivate it. Yes. So just do our best, everybody. 
And if anybody's listening, you know, from the plastic industry or the oil industry or the government, you know, could you figure this out for us? (laughs) We'd really appreciate it. Obviously, we're still going to use it. Right. Yeah. All right, friends. Well, uh, you've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. See you next time. Bye-bye. 